Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Elite, Elite Nights with Homozo Meso. It's now time to the, uh, for the click, and we are inducting the sound of film. We are inducting the sound that we hear through our telenovelas. We are inducting the sound that we hear in all the amazing things that we see in t- on TV or actually now mostly on our phones and mobile handsets, to be honest. Since the lockdown, I don't know when was the last time I watched TV, so I really can't say our mobile handset because we are watching a lot of the things on our mobile handset. And to complete this conversation... We we're going to be chatting to Zetu Mashikash. He calls himself an engineer of emotions. And he is a film and TV composer. Zetu, welcome to The Click. Thank you, Khomato, for having me. An Great engineer of emotions. Tell us. You yes. know, it doesn't, it doesn't already feel well for you because you're already a guy. And by default, <laughs> you're an engineer of emotions. <laughs> by default. So you went yes. ahead and made it... Your job, wow. Yes, basically. I thought, like, if I'm going to do it anyway, I might as well get paid from it. So, um, yeah, man, I think, I think it's, um, it's one of the ways to describe what we do, mm. what I do and stuff. It's, uh, um, you, you, you basically, on one perspective, you're building a world sonically, um, and you're building the identity of that world. So um, some aspect of sound itself are just not enough to be able to separate them from other types of genres or other types of films or whatever the case may be. So the music kind of helps to really make that world unique and it really helps to take you there immediately uh, the minute you hear the music and stuff like that. So one, we're building um, worlds. In another case, we are really allowing you to feel the things that your gut is telling you to actually feel at that point because certain things happen in film that you know you're not really sure how you should feel about something and Mm. you know sometimes you need a little bit of a push in a certain direction to say hey it's okay to feel sad at this moment because yes this person is going to die or whatever the case may be you know so when you so, create these sonic patterns, sorry, throughout the film, throughout the series, or uh, even on an ad, are you watching it? Are you reading the script? How do you, how do you sell it? How do you drive that point home to say, okay, she's feeling sad. I'm going to drop this key, do that, do that, or I will play this song to drive the message home. Um, the best way for me to do it um, is to read the script first. And reading the script helps for me to start really building the world in my head first. And then after reading the script, it's about having that discussion with the director and saying, was I right to hate this person at this point? Was I right mm-hmm. to feel this way at this point? Uh, what are you, what is your message here? What are you trying to do? Yeah. And the director will then explain and all of that stuff. And then after that conversation, it's then that, but as, as I start reading the script, um, usually the music already starts playing in my mind. I already mm-hmm. start knowing like, what I'm going to start, what I'm going to put here, how this is going to go, just on instinct um, and just on how I'm feeling at that moment. But then the, that, that conversation with the director helps to clear things up. And then um, from then on, they go ahead and shoot and then I will probably start sketching. And by sketching, it means that all those ideas that I've got while writing the script, I'll start actually creating them and composing them. Then I'll create like... Um, what we call a suite, right? A suite is um, all the different sounds that have just come out, you okay. know, the 
putting all the materials into one place and just seeing how they, how they play off each other. And then when we get the first cut, after they've gone to edit and stuff like that, oh, sometimes I get to go on set and have a few discussions with the, um, with the actors and stuff like that and get um, a deeper perspective on their character and what, what they're trying to do, get a, a feel, a physical feel of that world yeah. and, and actually be in that space. Then we get the first cut. And when we get the first cut, I then start taking the, um, the music from the suite and I start now bouncing it off that first cut. And sometimes you'll find that none of that music actually works. <laughs> comes out completely different. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I actually need to take this in a different direction. So um, that, that the process starts right from the beginning. And it's always better that what you see at the end of the day does determine how things are going to play out musically. You know, um, when, you, when you first started uh, speaking about your process of reading the script and then immersing yourself in that world without even seeing um, a, a piece of audiovisual, so to put it, right? The, right. When, when we do radio, they say radio is the theater of the mind. But so right. often people will meet me, they're like, Oh, Homozo, I thought you had dreadlocks. Oh, I thought you were duck and tall. So does that happen to you? And maybe it is a bit of what you explained, where you immersed yourself in this world, you saw it green, and then when it starts playing out, it's purple. You are like, what? How could yes. I have been so it, off the mark? It, 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 it happens all the time, actually. Um, there are times when um, certain things... Um, it's, it's very easy to miss what the director is doing, especially if you didn't have that discussion with mm. him. Um, and if you, if, 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 you, if you just have that, 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 that moment where you feel like this is where we're going and this is what the story is actually about and this is actually what's happening. And, then, and the director's like, well, this was meant to be comedic and this was meant to be painful and it's like wow um wow i actually completely missed that i missed the sarcasm there yeah yeah and it it, it does happen it does happen without it all all the time you you're always trying to get as much information as you can just to you know to know that you're in the right place what was your first project ever my first project ever 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 was um let me say professionally it was scape the movie ah scape okay Yes, it was Scape the movie. And um, all the lessons, most of the lessons, biggest lessons were, were, were learned in that movie. And then uh, I went on to do Zama Zama immediately after that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. took the word right, right out of my mouth because I can imagine that first profession, uh, first professional gig is the one that will always be the best teacher. I mean, others will teach you other things, but the best yeah. teacher is when you are no longer doing it in jail, in your backyard, happy, and not really, nobody seeing it professionally. Yeah, and the thing is about that first movie is that really when I look back, it was, it was the worst kind of... Um, challenge or constraints that could ever happen i mean you were given we were given about two or three weeks Mm. to do the entire score but then we were also doing the adr which is not really part of my line of work but we're doing the adr as well and there was just almost absolutely no time and this is while they were still cutting and busy editing the film and it was like i think Today, I might not take on a job like that. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was really, really gruesome. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, at that time, I didn't realize that it was actually gruesome to yeah. do it like that. But I just thought, well, that's just how it goes, and this is what it is. But 
um, we did have, um, I mean, the producers did see the amount of stress that we were going to be sure. in terms of um, massage ladies to come and like massage. Aww, how sweet, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great. But yeah, um, it, and, and like because of those constraints and because of that challenge, it really did like shape my 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 ethic and my way of working, you know, and yeah. really just try to bring out everything as soon as possible and just, you know, work under all that pressure. Let's talk about the creativity behind Queen Sono. I mean, I saw the series as a brilliant series. Um, yeah. What was happening there? How did the gig come about first and foremost? And how was your creative part, uh, patterns when you then started working on Queen Sono? So Queen Sono, uh, what happened was um, they gave me um, a call. The, um, the post-production supervisor sent me a mail and said, yo, um, we need you to come on to the series. Would you be keen? And I'm like, hell yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't even think twice about it. But at the time that they had come to me, they had already finished writing, they had already finished shooting, and they were already busy with their first cut. So I was basically jumping in right at the end. Yeah. And so I never really got a t- I never really got time to read the scripts and stuff like that. So we had to skip that entire process and just focus on the on the visuals now because the visuals uh, take the We're there, yeah. They they're here now. So that's what we, we start on. And basically, um when I had a sit down with Luca Hiso, he said, Listen man, uh you the professor here. Mm. You take this movie um where it should go. And he basically trusted me with the creative direction. He was like, look, you do it the way you think it's, it's, it's best. And sell it back and to so, us. And then, and then sell it back to us. And I went to town. I mean, I was nervous the first time when they came to a listening <laughs> session. Because, you know, when you go to town, you're like, yo, I love what I've done. But what if they don't? What if they're like, yeah, this is not it. And, not quite really. and that happened. It yeah, happened it does. I mean, um, as, as, especially like depending on the type of director you work with it's very easy to get fired as a composer mm. and not fired because you're incompetent fired because there's just creative differences you are not and, getting what the director is trying to put out well yes yes and no it's just you you're getting it differently mm-hmm. you know uh, because essentially what they invest in when they look for a composer is perspective Hundreds. because if you're in South Africa and they say South African music, that could mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. So you're picking the particular perspective of this human being and say, what sticks out to you when they say South African music? Because yeah. there's Soki, there's Maskandi, there's all sure. these different types of music. Yeah. And what do you think defines South African music? And what does the world look and sound like to you? That's what they actually invest in. And so when there's creative differences, it's just that, you know, the perspectives are just not gelling and it's just not working in terms of the creative vision of the whole. Of the whole. Yeah. And so it's, it's very easy to get fired and the firing is not like, you're fired, get out. No, it's just like, oh, well, yeah, it doesn't sound like we are understanding. You're not what we're looking for. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> it still sounds horrible, I must tell you. <laughs> and it's, it's never that horrible. It's actually quite... Actually, it's just like it's very chill. Yeah. So um, I was very nervous from the first time, and then they came through. And the minute I started playing the music, and they were extremely excited, and I started breathing easy. Mm. And then I, I was I was then able to change my Instagram profile and be like uh, Queen Sono, thanks Netflix. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, and so, um, yeah, the creative direction was just basically there to just decide for, for us mm. what South Africa's secret agency sounds like. What um, is the moment what, when what, you, sorry, man, when you get, when you watch Queen Sono, what is that moment when you hear either it is a sound effect or um, a sound pattern, um, whether it's a song that you chose and you're like, yes, yes, but this one, I nailed it. Yes. Like when you look back now and you, you're just like giving yourself a pat to the back, you're like, ha, ha, ha. This one, I nailed. It completely embodies what Pearl Tusi is going through. It embodies what it, how everything is leading up to this exact moment. Um, there's so many moments. I'm sorry. The way you like, uh, to the way you like I mean, there's, there are a lot of moments because what you kind of, well, my process is whenever I'm doing these shows, uh, my spirit is there. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's in the show. It's actually, I'm going through every single thing that Pearl Tooth is going through. For sure. Um, on, on, on a real mental, physical, spiritual level. And mm. so it's a very dark place. You know, you go into this very, very dark place. And that becomes a reality to me. And then when I step out of it, sometimes it feels like there was somebody else doing the work. Because mm. it's like there's a separate person that's parallel to me going through that. And I'm traveling between two people. Sure. So it's, it's, there, there, there are a lot of moments. I mean, um, I don't actually fully understand how I was able to transcend and get into the mind or into the world of Russia. Because um, on episode two, we get to meet Ikatarina, the, the, the Russian uh, antagonist. Yeah. And obviously, I needed to give her a Russian piece of music. And so I went to my parallel universe self and <laughs> my parallel universe self that happens to live in Russia. And the music inspiration just came from there, you know, and it just it just happened the way it did. And that process is actually quite interesting how um, I decided to give her Iskarazeno and then I wrote down her Iskarazeno for her family. And that helped me define exactly how deep that music should go and how complicated it should be. And, you know, because of her history and what she, and what she does. So I wrote her family um, Iskarazeno and then I got somebody to translate it into Russian. And then I sent it to a friend in Russia who then recorded the vocals um, uh, for me and then sent them back. And that's what you hear for Ekaterina. So that's, that's, I would say, if I had to pick one, I would have to say Ekaterina's theme. Because it's just, just, it's so complex. You know, the the, the character is complex and the music is also just as complex. It's very soft and also very hard at the same time. And it's got a lot of power, but it's also got a lot of subtlety. It's, It's just, it's just, I, w- I would say that's probably one of my best works up to date. Yeah. I don't know if I should call you um, uh, Martin Lawrence of the film. You know, Martin Lawrence has got movies where he's acting 17 parts alone. Or should I call you Tyler <laughs> Perry of the film where he's acting 50 parts alone, you know? Because what you just explained to me now, my goodness, I am exhausted just hearing it. Because I can imagine when you now have to cut off the Russian in you and go back to being Queen Son, and then you leave that and you go back because 
obviously a film unless it's the legend or one of those movies that have only one character there are so many different characters that need the support of the scoring yes and 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 that's that's when you know that you've got like a very good script and you've got a a, a great product is when each character you can sort of like relate with mm. you know um i kind of understood who ikatarina was and what would make her become the way she is, you know? And when you when you empathize with a person like that, um, it's a bit scary because you're empathizing with a murderer. Mm. Um, but you kind of have to become those people and you have to become those emotions and you have to go through every single bit of it, um, as crazy and as scary as it is, so that you can get the truth and honesty out of it and that would then translate into music. But if you try to fake it, you can hear it when it's fake. It's not hundreds, real. And, and it, needs to be, it needs to be genuine. It needs to be authentic. And the scary part is that you go through every single thing and you, you, you have to now be the murderer. And you have Shoot. to think like that. And you kind of have to empathize and be like, yes, um, I get it now. I see why you would do this and mm. embody that person fully. And that's where the honesty comes from in terms of creating their sound. Yeah, you're probably one of the few people that do not pick a favorite in a movie. You don't have that luxury. You know, we pick up, we, we, we can pick our favorites and run and hope for a certain ending. But in yeah. your case, you cannot because every single character matters. And when I think yeah. of things like telenovelas where the emotions are ridiculous, where right. there is that and there's things that maybe you are not even exposed to in terms of lifestyle perspective. Because emotionally, I don't know why I feel like telenovelas will draw more out because they are long drawn. They are episodes after episodes. They are long. Unlike a movie, which yeah. is two hours or maybe a series, a limited series that could be 10, 12 episodes and then you're done with it. But some of yeah. these telenovelas go on for years, man. Yeah, they do. They really do. And that can be very draining for a composer because you just have to have music ready to go, ready to go as quick as possible. It's it's kind of like, in a way, you become like a McDonald's or a factory. Hundreds. You just have to make, get it out, make, get it out, make, get it out. And that takes its toll creatively. Yeah. Um, you can only do so much of that which is why sometimes the, the, the process of doing the music for a telenovela and a soapy is completely different to that of a film and series. Sure. So with, with a telenovela, you would basically have batches. So you'd create a batch of music. And then because they go out so quickly, there's never really enough time for you to sit through and engineer it the way you'd like to and watch the music turn as in, mm. the story turns. You kind of have to predict all of that long beforehand um, and, 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 and then start creating music out of intuition and saying it will probably do this or it will probably do that. But then you create a batch of music and then you send it through to them and then they go in places um, in place because of the turnaround time. Sure. They have to have an episode out, one episode a day, because every episode, and they, you, we watch it one episode every day. So there's too many episodes getting out too soon and there's never enough time to sit down and have the luxury of time that you do with a movie or a series. Do you have a lean, Zetu, do you have a lean? And I'll say what I mean by that is when you choose music, does your yeah. preference of music kind of influence the music you choose? Do you have a lean of music and you find yourself saying, whoo, I've done too much jazz. The last three series, I feel like I've been a bit jazzy. Do you have a lean? Um, 
Not really. It, it does happen that you have a, a, a moment where it's your, your music starts to sound the same on different projects mm. when you're doing too many at once and when you haven't really taken the right amount of breaks in between because your brain is just like constantly trying to make different things mm. all the time. And, and it, it, it starts to show here and there, but I don't necessarily have a particular lean mm. where it's like I, I tend to do too much of this generally. It just happens because um, when you're working on too many projects at the same time and you're not taking enough Jersey breaks. Factory, the break, yeah. yeah when the, the, if, the, if there are no breaks, then you start having that as a problem. And mm. you can see two different shows start to sound the same, and that's not good at all. So you need your breaks are very important uh, to a point where I think um, this year, well, late last year, I decided that I have to put in part of my business expenses three different vacation vacations in between somewhere Wait, in the year. Nana. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna be you. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's an occupational hazard, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh, um, so I have to put in like three different, you know, um, um, vacations, try to fit them in. I mean, it's, it's a myth, but try to fit them in and also try to fit in some uh, therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, therapy sessions just to help me um, separate the world, but also separate myself from those worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Yeah, it does take a, a psychological toll when you, give your, when you give your spirits to to all these different occurrences and, and, and all that stuff. So I have to take all of those, but those breaks and those those things are very much necessary in order for me to take a step back and then walk a different road uh, in order for things to sound different. Sure, Zetu, I could speak to you for 15 hours, believe me. Um, but thank you so much for your time. All the best with uh, the projects that are coming up. But like you said, you never really went on lockdown because you have been working. And uh, yeah, yeah um, uh, we hope to see much more from you. And I mean, you know, once in a while, dedicate a holiday. When you are going, you're like, oh, I don't really feel like going. Come on, dedicate a holiday. Say, Homoso. Yeah, do you want a holiday? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Zetu. Thank you so much, Kumoto. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, no worries. Thank you. Elite, Elite Nights with Homoto Meso. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.